we'll start this episode a little different today. I'm a little hype. Too much Wakanda right now happening to me. I'm a little too hyped today. Obviously, y'all can figure out that I saw the movie Black Panther, and wow, um, I loved it. There, there was so much about that movie that I could talk about. Obviously, I'm not here to, to break it down, but soundtrack was dope, uh, storyline was dope, everything. Uh, sad, an emotional roller coaster, but. I'm not going to ruin it for y'all who haven't seen it yet. I'm just going to go right into my episode. I just want you guys to know that you're probably going to be listening to the soundtrack the entire time in the background of this episode. But I am here, as always, to represent hope, represent Jesus, represent the gospel. Um, I'm just so, I guess, inspired to record this episode today. And I hope that it impacts you and um, it helps you. You know, for me, this is the topic of today's episode I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. So that's what I hope for the most. So let's get into some quick updates because there's not many, but I do want to get them out. Uh, number one, we just got back from our sabbatical getaway vacation family trip. Mad long introduction there, but uh, we went to Florida. We went down to Orlando. First time went to Disney. Um, my wife and I traveled with the boys and uh, it was an experience. I would say, you know, there were fun moments, of course, but Laura and I learned a lot what it means to travel with kids and to travel, um, you know, basically, you know, you're, you got people helping you. Shout out to my family in Florida. Y'all were amazing. You were awesome. The support we had, the play pens ready for us, the car seats, the everything, the housing. It was truly a beautiful experience from there being received from my family. So if y'all listening, thank you so much. But you know, when you're traveling uh, on vacation, it's it's pretty much you and your wife, you know, taking care of the kids for the majority of the time. But we had a good experience, but now we know what we need to bring, what we, um, our necessities and, and how to handle our kids, so to speak, when we go through those kind of moments. So, but thank God we're back. Uh, sabbatical is over. We are in full force now. Uh, pray for us. We got a lot coming up in this season. Laura and I are gearing up for not only personal goals, but, um, getting ready to, 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 to spearhead this ministry and to lead it in any way that God sees fit for us to do. So pray for wisdom, for clarity. Um, I'm kind of praying what Samuel prayed right now. Give me discernment to lead these people. But other than that, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's been a good experience. And we just had our Crave Night, actually, this past Saturday, which was another awesome moment. Uh, shout out to Valley Worship, to RSG Youth, FBC, uh, of course, TE, my squad, and, um, you know, it was it was a, a good experience all around. So I'm thankful that people showed up for that and, um, you know, kind of made it happen and, and just worship God together. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we do. Right. Um, also, our last Crave Night is coming up December. Uh, I, I believe it's the 10th. Don't quote me on that. But I think we're still figuring it out. We're having a meeting this week just to confer. And we want to close up this year with another powerful worship. So please, if you can. Mark your calendars. I'm going to try to release it by the end of this episode. I'll have some kind of post ready to go. And um, for those who haven't ever been to a Crave Night, maybe this is your your time to come. You know, usually in uh, January, we don't have a Crave Night. 
only because as a church we're fasting and there are many things that we're focusing on, whether it be vision building for the year and everything. But I think in the end, this Crave Night is going to be very edifying for all those who attend. All right, let's get right into it because, you know, I, I'm, I'm just... Um, I'm full of a lot of things that God wants to release today, and I'm ready to record that. So today's episode is a very interesting question. It's very, it's a very straightforward question. I feel like for many, it could be invasive. For many, it could be like, all right, that's a little, you know, a little sharp. But the question is, how much do you care about hearing from God? It kind of sounds crazy when you say it out loud. When I ask that question out loud right now, I'm hearing myself in my headphones. It's almost like a rhetorical question, like a silly question. But it's not as clear and simple and straightforward as we all have come to believe. Many of us would like to hear from God. We actually desire to hear from God. We've actually had petitions that if God can open up my understanding in my ears and I want to hear him in my heart, in my spirit. But my question to you is more drive the how much do you care about that channel of communication being clear to you? A lot of C words there. I want you guys to understand that um, it's one thing to say, I go to church and I pray and I fast and I really do want to seek God. And, and, and for me, it's necessary part. It's almost like I'm trying to make it separated from one being an obligation of your job. Like when your job demands you to do something like you have to clean bathrooms, you know, you're cleaning bathrooms, but do you want to clean bathrooms? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to get that perspective today because you might want to hear from God because you go to church, but you want to hear from God because you are the church? Does that make it a little clear? I hope so. Well, you know, th there are so many things in this world right now that have given us such instant feedback. I mean, instant gratification, instant analysis, instant conversations. I mean, even sex has now become an instant thing to find. You don't have to even search porn sites anymore. You can go on Instagram and scroll through that for an hour, and I'm sure you can find what you're looking for. Uh, food. My goodness, fast food. You can get food now within seconds. It can just pop up. You can say, all right, Wendy's, I want this. I want that. Duncan, get my coffee in two minutes, and let's make this happen. Everything has now become the speed of light. As a matter of fact, there are companies who are marketing how to get products out there faster and how to get you, the consumer, uh, to receive what you want faster. And again, listen, I'm not wrong with trying to be a good, you know, good service and, uh, and really help the customer, especially now everyone being busy and everything. And I, and, I, and I get all that. But this whole like instant microwave vending machine lifestyle, it's created a mindset within us, almost a belief that God must operate the same way. Now, this is where everything gets a little dicey because the, the more and more you feed that and the more and more you eat of that tree, the more and more you're putting a demand, whether it be subconscious or whether it be coming right out of your mouth, for God to operate the same way. And that to me is something that I feel like needs to be kind of um, put in check. Because if not, you're going to be looking for God to give you everything fast. And everything needs to be answered right away. Let me give you some examples. Um, uh, you know, we can call and text our friends for immediate conversations. For instance, you need a question you got to ask. You need a favor that you have to get done. Uh, whatever it needs, whatever, whatever it is, you can call and text your friends and most likely you get a response unless they leave you on red, but you probably text somebody else. 
And you can even find connection with anyone, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, everything. Everything is just like rapid, you know, rapid testing, like <laughs> I guess by COVID, but like just rapid things. Everything is just fast, fast, fast. And you can even get to the point where when you look across the board in your life and you see everything happening in your life, you will now require everything that enters your life to match the pace of what you desire. I'm going to say that one more time. You begin to look around and say, I want everything to match the pace of how I want it. You know? And I think that becomes a problem. So the mistake here is that we place the same demand as we do on the Wendy's drive through attendant on God. Right? We want God to give us the, the 4 for 4 in under a minute. And if it's not under a minute, then you're wasting my time and I got nothing else I got to say to you. That's why, I don't even, that's why I don't pray to you. That's why I don't go and ask things of you because when I need it and I want it, you'll give it to me in the time, in the allotted time that I've given you. That's tough, man. This type of behavior, in fact, actually has been, has been displaying a lack of understanding and a lack of spiritual awareness. God does not operate the same way we operate here on earth. And I'm not sure who needs to hear that out loud or again. But he is not revolving around you. He is not your servant. He's not your genie. He is not the person who needs to run at every single word that comes out of your mouth because that's what a good father does. No. If y'all have ever seen a good dad, good dads don't do that. If my son wants to eat a whole cake of, of, of chocolate icing and I don't give it to him, does that make me a, a bad father? No, contrary. It makes me a good father to make an astute analysis and to discern what the consequences of what he is about to indulge in are going to be. And for me, I'm not going to give him all that cake because he's going to have a stomach ache. He's probably going to poop. I probably got to change him a few more times than, than, than normal in the daytime. He's going to struggle the whole day. And he might even have a sugar high for a bit and then crash, and I got to deal with that. Now, do you think that a good father is just going to jump in that and just say, you know what, indulge? No. The devil will tell you to indulge. The devil will tell you that, listen, I can give you everything quickly. Just bow down to me. Just worship me. And this is where we find ourselves because when God is formulating a relationship, the devil is telling you, I can do everything faster. Because guess what? The devil likes to pervert what God creates. He loves to be the liar. He is the father of lies. And he is good at lying. He is not good at telling you the truth. He is good <clears throat> at masquerading the truth. There's always going to be something behind what he has to offer you. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. So I'm going to talk about a passage a little backwards here. Uh, I'm going to start with actually uh, the, the latter verses and then go back to a verse that's right before it. But if you can join me in reading Isaiah 55, this is Isaiah 55, 8 through 11 in the message version. And it kind of goes into what I'm talking about here. So let me just break this down real quick. It says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. Hmm. It's already good. God's decree. For as the sky soars above heaven, above earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. 
just as the rain, snow, rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they water the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and for the hungry. So with the words that come out my mouth, not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. Hold up. God number one says, listen, don't come to me the way you want to operate. Don't come to me the way you want to do things. Come and talk to me. I want to talk to you. I, 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 want, to, I want to hear your heart. I want you to know that I understand what you're going through. But when you come to me, you can't come to me like you come to your best friends. You can't come to me like you come to your father or everybody else because you're so connected. Let me put it this way. <clears throat> it's not to say that your friends or your parents or your relatives are bad people. It's more that your understanding, your mentality, your belief system is rooted in give me an instant conversation. Give me something right away. So you see what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not calling the people you're talking to evil. I'm calling the mindset that you have not to be aligned with the way we should be communicating with God because the way we think is not the way he thinks and the way he speaks and the way he does. You see, he says here, my word doesn't come back to me until it does its job. In other words, if you're listening on the other end of God, you have to know that he, his word is going to stay there until it does its job. You know, the only way for the word to do its job is for us to listen to it and to execute it and to actually get it done. So like for me, it's it's interesting because if we have to figure out how he thinks and how he operates, that in of itself, that's a whole separate process. You see, there's something there's a prerequisite to get to hear from God. It's not just you walk up to the throne room and say, yo, talk to me real quick. No, especially us New Yorkers, we, we're not about that patience and, and developing, you know, a, a relationship in that way. But I want to, I do want to read the prior verses because it kind of brings a solution to how we can get to where God's at. And in the prior verses, in six through seven, in the message version, it says, "Seek God while He's here to be found. Pray to Him while He's close at hand." Now, many of you might say, "Well, can I do that?" <clears throat> I do that. And I still don't hear anything. Okay. Next verse. Let the wicked abandon their way of life and their evil and the evil their way. I'm sorry. And the evil their way of thinking. Hold on. I got to read this again. Let the wicked abandon their way of life and the evil their way of thinking. Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's a typo or not, but it sounds kind of weird. Is that weird? Is that weird, y'all? Let the wicked abandon their way of life and the evil their way of thinking. Okay, I see what they're saying. Let them come to come back to God who is merciful. Come back to your God who, who is lavish with forgiveness. So hold up real quick. Let me just break this down to you. <clears throat> it's not just walking up to God and be like, hey, I'm here. What's up? I, I, I want to have a conversation. It's also... I need to abandon something before I go thinking I can form a relationship with God. I need to relieve, be, you know, release myself from a wicked way of thinking. And here's what I want you to understand. A lot of us think a wicked way of thinking is I'm always thinking sexually. I want to kill people. I hate my boss. I'm always bitter. Evil way is anything contrary to God's way. 
And some of us need to hear that out loud because we think that our little sin is nothing compared to like whoever's in jail's big sin. No. Everything that is not done according to the will of God, everything that's done outside of faith, the word says, everything that is done that is viewed as evil in the sight of God is sin. So maybe you're not doing big sins, quote unquote, which doesn't exist. But God is saying you need to leave the evil way of your thinking. And the evil way of your thinking is what the devil has been trying to root inside of us since the beginning, which is you need to communicate like this on earth. But he tries to block you from understanding how to communicate with God in heaven. And that's a very difficult process to undo. So each day that you indulge more and more and more in the world, you're going to hear and understand less and less and less from God. Because you're putting a demand, again, whether subconsciously or on the surface, on God to respond to you the way that he needs to respond. And I think that we need to first ask for forgiveness, repent of our ways, and then pray Romans 12, 2 over your mind. Father, renew my mind. Renew the way I think because it can't be that you don't want to talk to me. And I, I'm not sure who needs to hear that right now, but it's not that he doesn't want to talk to you. God came down from his throne. Not only that he can talk to us in person, but that he can develop a new channel of communication that wipes our sinful way away and then opens up the channel so we can speak to God. We can speak to Jesus on behalf of Jesus. We speak to the Father through the Holy Spirit. And this is so important because if you've had the mindset that God doesn't want to speak to me or nor he wants to hear from me, the devil has, has you in uh, his arena. And he's playing with your mind because, listen, God is willing, as he always is. He's willing, and he intercedes for you every day. So trust me, he loves to hear from you. So there's one more little uh, depiction in the Bible I want to talk about. I'm not going to read the whole passage because it's literally 10 verses. But it's 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 11. You can read that on your own time, but I'm going to just give a little synopsis of it. Young Samuel uh, was in the care of the prophet Eli. I'm <clears throat> sorry, the priest Eli. And... He was basically learning how to hear from God. And, and there was a time where, you know, he was sleeping. He's about to knock out. His candle's about to, you know, go out. And he's, his eyes are fading. The word says, like, he's about to hit that slumber. And he hears God. God says to him, like, Samuel. And Samuel goes running to Eli. He's like, hey, Dad, what's up, man? I'm sorry. I'm about to go to sleep. But what'd you need? Eli was like, well, I didn't say anything. So go back to bed. This happens two more times. And the third time, Eli was like, hold up. You're hearing something. So I need you to go back to your bed. And if you hear it one more time, I need you to say this. Speak for your servant is listening. When he heard that, when he heard God call him, he said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is hears. And the Lord spoke to Samuel, saying, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will, it will tingle. Hmm. <clears throat> what are we getting from this passage? Number one, I love that Eli, like, even though he's tired, and clearly the kid wants to pass out. I mean, he's, he's a little boy at this point. But he hears God, and he's just like, someone's calling me, and I kind of want to respond to that. Like, I want to respond to what this, this voice is asking me to do. But <clears throat> in the beginning, it was just innocence. And I want you guys to understand that the word says to be childlike. 
And it's funny because we have the mature mindset, but childlike, which is like the most weird oxymoronic kind of like thing to fulfill. But I want you to understand that when God is saying to be childlike, we have to be like little Samuel here. Like God is going to speak to us. I want everyone to hear that today. God is going to speak to you. The only question is, where is your level of communication? At? How much do you care about listening from him? Because if you really care about listening to him, you would do what little Samuel did here. You would run back and say, hey, someone's calling me, but I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm trying to listen. And thank God that Eli was there, even though Eli kind of received, a, you know, a little discipline from God through this whole thing. But Eli was there to help him. And <clears throat> for you right now, maybe God has been speaking to you, but do you have spiritual shepherds? Do you have people who are so with God and locked into God around you, helping you understand how to hear God's voice? Or are you asking people who are in their flesh constantly how to hear from God? That's critical, man, because that's like walking up to a homeless person and being like, hey, dude, can you teach me how to make money and, uh, you know, keep my wealth going and uh, maintain my riches? He ain't going to tell you nothing. He can tell you how maybe he tried and failed, which is also edifying. However, you want to go to somebody who not only tried and failed, but then persevered and succeeded. You need to unite yourself with, yourself with people who are already diving into relationships with God. Because the best thing you can do is figure out not so much what how good you can do it or what you're good at and how you can implement it. But there are, there are tips that people are going to give you. That maybe sound asinine. Maybe they're going to tell you go to the park and go by yourself uh, one day, one day, I mean, one time each day um, and, and see God. Some people are going to say, go get a prayer closet and lock yourself in there. Some people are going to say, go to the mountains. Some will say, go to your car. It, listen, when you start talking to people who really pursue Jesus and hear the spirit, they're going to give you a, a good layout, a good like, template of how to hear God. But there's so many levels to this, and I'm going to get into the, the levels of this, but I, I really want you to understand that there's so much happening in this passage because maybe you're young in the faith. Maybe you've been hearing God for some time. Maybe it's been 10 years you heard God say, Ken, you know, Chris, or Mike, you know. Maybe you've heard him say your name a lot of times, and you have no idea how to respond. Maybe you're asking everyone, but they're like, I don't know. Maybe you're hearing voices. Maybe you even got to the point where people are like, you need therapy. And you got mental health issues. You're hearing voices in your head, bro. That's, that's, that's trippy. You need to go to the right people. Go to the right source. Don't just assume that anyone you speak to is going to give you the right answer here. So what's interesting about this passage is the desire to respond from young Samuel. It wasn't just about talking to God, but it was the developmental stages of listening to God. So the question really comes down to how can we listen to God? How can we measure how much we truly care about hearing what God has to say? Well, it's pretty simple. I'm going to break it down to you in these three things as I wrap up this episode. Because you will truly prioritize what you truly desire. There ain't nothing else. It's, it's as clean as that. If you want to hear from God and he, if you say if you want to hear from God and he wants you and he, and he wants to do it. I'm sorry. If you want to hear from God. And you want him to do things through you or for you or in you, whatever it is in this season. I want to give you these steps that are going to help you, I guess, further your communication and your understanding of God. Amen. So 
the first thing I'm going to tell you, and this is not so many, this is not so much tips. I don't want to give you tips because some people think that it may or may not apply. I'm giving you some bulletproof things right now. Okay. Yes, that's right. You heard it. I am laying it on the line. I believe this is going to help you and change everything. So number one, stop it. Stop. Stop sign. Life is constantly throwing things at you. It's constantly evolving its priorities and demands on your attention. However, life is nothing without Christ. Apostle Paul says in Philippians 1 that to live is Christ. Not to live feels like Christ or might be Christ or there could be Christ sprinkled in there. To live is Christ. If your life is full of things, it's time to get emptied out and start anew. This can happen at any age and at any moment in your life. Now, I know someone's listening like, Ken, I just started a new job. I just started my semester. I'm taking 21 credits. Um, Ken, I just had kids. Ken, I just moved out of my house. Uh, All these things, I get it. There are things that God's telling you, I don't want you to stop doing those things. I need you to understand that there is a time for everything. And the time to speak to me also needs to take place in your life. The reality is a lot of us have just put handcuffs. Handcuffs on ourselves, basically submitting and telling God, I just don't got time for you. But if you got time for me, can you just find a time and just speak and I'll listen? Do you really think God's going to speak and that you're going to listen? Listen, God can do anything. And there are times like, you know, we've seen with Apostle Paul that he just showed up and Apostle Paul had to listen, right? But God doesn't want to do that with everybody. God's not trying to jump into your life and be that guy just like shining up and being like, hey, you need to listen because you're ignorant. No, God wants you, especially if you're already giving your life to him, he wants you to develop that relationship. He wants you to understand that it's going to cost something. Could you imagine if God was like, don't worry about it. You just live your life the way you want to do. Go party and drink and, 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 and dance. And, and I'll speak to you when it's necessary. That's not relationship. That's your boss. God doesn't want to come off as a boss. He wants to come off as a father. And not come off. He wants to be a father because he is a father and he is love. So, you know, for me, um, when I had my kids, um, I realized that I, I was making excuses. And I was telling myself, like, well, I, I can't talk to God because there's so much happening in my life. So God, I need to take a break from you. And that's such a lie because God is saying, listen, when the kids go down, why don't you talk to me? Let's have a conversation. Or how about when you have the kids in your hands? And I learned to start talking to God when I was rocking my kids to sleep. And now today I don't rock my kids to sleep anymore. I just put them out in the crib, give them a kiss, say, I love you guys. Good night. Take this nap or rest for the night. But mommy and daddy are putting you down. And now I have, I have adequate time to talk with him. But the reality is you're going to realize that even though life's happening, God's not telling you to stop being a mom, stop being a business owner, stop being, no, he's telling you, you need to pause, take selah moments in your life and say, yeah, I work from nine to five. And then from six to seven, I'm talking with God. And I'm saying, Lord, let's get it. Or even the beginning of your day, listen, seeking God in the morning is the best thing ever. But what I'm trying to say is this. If you don't stop life from happening to you, if you don't just put a pause and, and steward your life, it's going to seem impossible to hear from God. So there has to be a pause. There has to be a prayer room. There has to be a stoppage. There has to be a moment where nobody, you don't invite anybody into this conversation. It's not like you and your spouse or you and your, your kids. There's time for that too. That's separate time. But if you want to learn how to hear from God, you got to learn how to stop life. Stop it. 
And I know a lot of you are like, well, Ken, that's so much hard. Listen, I, I get it. I'm, I'm about to become a head pastor of a church. I got twins. My first kids are twins, so I had, you know, no time to learn there. I'm married to my beautiful wife. There's requirements there. You know, I got people. I mean, this whole this whole week coming back from sabbatical, we've been ministering people. There's things I got to do. I got, I got finances I got to worry about. I mean, there's so much stuff. But I just can't let life happen and then tell God, well, my life happened so I couldn't speak with you. Because why? To live is Christ. Your life is Christ. It's for Christ. It's in Christ. It's not you anymore. So God's not telling you, go figure it out, and when you crash and fall, I'll be there to pick you up. No, that's also not a relationship. That's what a hospital does. Doctors do that. God is the healer, but he's not trying to be your healer for the rest of your life as you continue to put your body under stress for no reason. He wants you to believe in him and take a stop, take a sabbatical, a vacation, or a drive or something. But you're not going to be able to hear him if you don't stop. Don't expect God to talk to you on a bullet train. Don't expect an angel to fly along that bullet train in a window and just give you the one, two, three. Don't expect God, while you're on your four-minute lunch break, to just release wisdom over you because you want God to speak to you then. Learn to have relationship because God can do pop-ups. Matter of fact, God has done many pop-ups in my life. But because of what I do with him in other situations, it's because where I develop with him in private, it comes out in public. You follow me? So, Develop your relationship by stopping and talking to him and listening. So how do we do that? The next step is to speak and listen. I tried this very recently, and let me tell you, it was really refreshing. I spoke, but I listened to a response internally. Let me give you a breakdown. Um, I was sitting there, I'm like, Lord, I'm fed up. I need your help. So um, can you tell me what's going on, going on inside of me? I just stopped. Silence. See if you can do it right now. Lord, what's happening in my heart? And that silence, not only is it refreshing, but you begin to receive him inside. And I heard, I'm purging and I'm purifying things inside of you. And I was like, okay, what are you purging and purifying? And I just let time kind of go by. It was weird. It was awkward. I'm not going to lie to you. It was kind of strange. But then he was like the lies that are trying to make a home in you. Wow. And and for me, that that was directly for me. That also followed two prophetic words over my life. So I prayed, check this out. Oh, man, this is good. So I prayed that in intimacy. And then when I went to church and crave night, the, the two next, the two days after, God spoke to me so clearly to other people. So it was like an, a bombardment from God. God was like, yo, you, I'm out. Because, again, I want to give you some pretext. I got to a point where I'm like, I came back from sabbatical. I don't really haven't done anything for God recently because I literally took a break from everything. So it's hard for me to like hear from God right now, you know? And that's where God had to break that lie. Like, Ken, you don't got to be making podcasts and writing books for me for me to love you. I love you already. I love you for who you are. And I think that's what kind of got me to that point of 
just listening to him. So, you know, time and silence is so critical in this. Because, yes, raise up your petition, but just shut up. Don't say anything. Train your spirit to receive the open channel of the throne room. And sometimes you got to sit there in complete silence for only God knows how long. Because all of us are different. Some people have been doing it for so long that God just responds. Some of us haven't done it at all, so God needs to develop. It's all for his glory. And trust me, he wants to speak. So don't be so wordy. Say stuff like, what do you see in me right now? Search me and tell me, Father, what I don't see. I'm struggling with this. How can I overcome it? And just pause. Pause and let him do it. And trust me, your mind will wander. You'll get a little uneasy. And you'll think it's stupid in the beginning. But I promise you, the more you practice self-discipline and develop that fruit with the Holy Spirit the clearer the channel of communication and understanding becomes with God. And number three, <clears throat> so we have stop, we have speak and listen, and number three is flow and rhythm. You need some rhythm. You might not flow like a normal human being in their conversations, but as you gradually increase your time of listening, you'll see how he is not only going to respond, but address all the important things that you seek. I don't know about y'all, but as I grew older, I'm 34 years old now, I am not so much into superficial conversations. Like, y'all want to talk about the weather, and you want to talk about, you know, what's happening here and there. Like, fine. I'm, I'm not against that. But I, I want to have substance. The two major conversations I have are, are the alleviating ones, which are funny ones and, and joking around, or two, we're, we're just deep. You know, those two conversations are my favorite because one is helping me recharge and refresh and, and kind of rejoice. And the other one, I'm trying to really edify. I'm trying to get sharpened myself and sharpen somebody else. So <clears throat> that's for me. I'm not saying it's, it's a blueprint for everybody else. But I think that getting to the point where we can have deep conversations and God can speak to me about the important things, that's what I want to get to. I don't just want to talk to God. I don't just want to say, Lord, I'm struggling with this. No, Lord, like, listen, hey, we got plans, right? There's a blueprint you want to do. There is a, a kingdom you want to advance. There are demonic principles you want to just eradicate right now. Lord, teach me and show me. Teach me what I need to know in this ministry. Teach me. How many of us are going to God saying, teach me? Or how many of us are going to God and we're saying, give me? Give me this, give me that. God, I need this because I'm about to go build a studio or build a house or build a thing for your glory Know me first. Don't boast in riches and, and things, man. Boast, boast in me. Boast in who I am, bro. Like, just let, let, let you get to know me and let's learn how to talk, you know, and then we'll talk about those things. But God has an order, man. The word says God has a God of order. And not just because he's tedious, not because he's just God who needs to see a whole house cleaned of, of, and dust free. No, God knows that we as humans, we do things backwards. We want everyone to give us their whole heart in one day. Not even God asked for that because the reality is even though we, quote unquote, there's a day where you gave your life to Christ. Boy, girl, whoever listened to this, you were, that was being worked on for years. Stop that. Stop thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, like I gave my life to Christ today. You did, but God was working on your heart for like four years. So don't, don't all of a sudden go to God and be like, hey, Lord, well, you know, I gave my life to you yesterday, so talk to me today. Well, about that, God says. You need to start sharpening your ears to me. Have you any of y'all recently started a new job? 
y'all go into your new job and it's like, yo, uh, what's up, man? How's everybody? You know, it's my new job and my first day. I want to say I love y'all. And this is so cool. And I want to learn, 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 learn. And I want, no, you don't. You sit there like a, a weird, awkward person in the corner and you forgot everybody's name and you don't know who to approach because you don't know who's good or who's bad or who's for you or against you. And day one is always kind of weird. It's the same thing with God. You're going to have this. It's weird. Like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm getting to know you now. So I don't want to make this about me. I kind of want to make this about us. Right? So the flow and the rhythm. Once you gather your rhythm, you can move on to writing then what he says. You can say it out loud and declare it over yourself. You can actually begin to live in what natural relationships have, but in the spirit and in the supernatural. You're going to listen. I'm telling you right now, you start putting bricks on that foundation before you even know it. You're going to have a home where you literally welcome God. And that home is called your body because your body is the temple of the Lord. And you're going to have a good rhythm with him. Remember, it's your rhythm. You're not trying to get somebody else's rhythm. You want your rhythm with him. And other people will help you. Just like you see counsel for your marriage. When you talk to a marriage counselor, they're going to tell you how to, how to really work that marriage out. You talk to spiritual people, they're going to help you develop your spiritual ears. You walk up to somebody to a seminar and they say, hey, teach me how to make money. Walk up to a pastor. Find somebody. Ask them, you know what, maybe, let's do this. Pray to God that he opens up the avenues for you to get to somebody who, can, who knows how to hear you. Pray that first. And then ask them to teach you. And then simultaneously, you're going to be praying, Lord, I want that and I wait on that because, again, it's good to hear from God that way. But also teach me how to hear from you. And let me tell you, man, the double communication. We have two ears, right? One ear, let's put it this way, your left ear is to hear from the spiritual men and women of God. And your right ear is to hear from God. Not limiting God, but just hang with me. I want you to know that your ears are both meant to receive kingdom counsel, whether it be for here on earth or in heaven. And in the end... You can make those decisions to see, you know, who's gonna, who are the people going to be. But God will help you there too. Just like God cares about your health, your finances. He cares about your soul. He cares about everything about you. That's why he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have come here if he didn't care about those things. So flow in rhythm. Speak and listen and stop. And I want you guys to take that with you today and, and learn how to listen to God. Learn how to hear God and his voice. Learn how to hear what he wants to do. Learn how to hear how he hears. And learn how to speak the things he wants to speak about. Trust me, God knows your situation. He knows what you're going through. He knows it. Well, I'm going to leave you all a little bit of this Black Panther soundtrack. But thank you so much, guys, for joining me on this episode. Thank you so much, God, for being a part of this. I know one thing. A lot of you are going to hear from God today. And I really do believe that those who have listened to this, their ears are going to be opened. Your ears are going to be opened in Jesus' mighty name. And you're going to be able to hear what God has to do with you. But just get that pause. Take a second. Take a minute. Take a nice long pause and say, God, let's get it. Amen. Love y'all. God bless you. Check out the movie Black Panther, that soundtrack. But until next time, hope for what is unseen. Peace.
You just heard the latest episode from Hope Ministries. We hope it blessed and impacted your life. If you liked it, please subscribe through either Anchor, Spotify, or any other platform you use to get your podcasts. God bless you, and we look forward to you joining us next time.